Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Dearest listener, allow me to unveil a delightful secret. Snag Tights Craft Clothing that embraces every body shape. In a bold endeavor to revolutionize the fashion realm, Snag has triumphed. Permit me to draw your attention to the ingenious Chub Rub Shorts, crafted with moisture-wicking yarn, promising to keep you at least one degree cooler and utterly free from the discomfort of chafing. Free shipping on select orders. Thus, the more you snag, the more you save. Do not delay. Dear listener, experience the fashion revolution that is snag and visit snagtights.us today. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome back to Katie's Crib. Katie Lowe's here, or rather barely here. (laughs) It's October. We're in a pandemic. The election is fast approaching, and so is my second baby, by the way. We're skidding into the marathon of the holidays. And oh, yeah, there's that little extra thing on our plate called school that is really stressing moms out. So today we've invited some people to help talk about all of these stressors with a real emphasis on the school portion. Here are my special guests, Dr. Laura Markham of AHA Parenting and Bethany Robertson of Parents Together. Welcome, you guys. I'm so happy you're here. Let's throw it to um, Dr. Markham. First, tell us, okay, you're a doctor. What do you do? Tell us a little bit about AHA Parenting, and then we'll talk to Bethany a little bit about Parents Together, and then we can get into how you guys are going to help all of our Katie's Crib listeners today. What I do is I support parents to have the best possible relationship with their children and teach them how to coach their kids so their kids learn skills to manage their own minds, to manage their own anxiety, and to manage their behavior. So kids become more emotionally intelligent and are able to show up in the world as their best selves. What? I need to hire you personally for me and my child. I I first was introduced to you. You did a beautiful short Instagram video with Natalie Portman. Um, and I saw it on the Parents Together Instagram. And it was just very, it was just a distressor. <laughs> right? We, we all need to de-stress. Yes. <laughs> Parents need to just give themselves a hug. And actually, you can just... Take your hands and put them, just rub them on your arms, and it actually shifts your body chemistry, slows down the stress hormones. Guys, I'm doing this right now. Me and Dr. Laura Markham are just rubbing our arms, and I'm feeling like I'm in a much better place to host this episode. So thank you for that. Um, And Bethany, tell us about Parents Together, how you started it. Also, you're a mom yourself, how old your kids are. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so I have two kids, ages five and 10. So we are in the midst of kindergarten virtual learning and fifth grade virtual learning, which are really different beasts. And I, I started Parents Together along with an amazing team because I wanted to be more politically active, but I knew that for parents, 
we have so much we're managing. Even before the pandemic, we all had so much to do. And it's really hard to know what can I do to really fight for my kid's future? And how do I stand up for my child given all the other things that I'm managing? So Parents Together is a force of 2.5 million families around the country. Oh and my God. No. So we are working every day to support each other, getting through this with good parenting information and resources, many of which we have Dr. Markham to thank for. Um, but we also provide easy, simple ways for people to take action on things that matter to them. So that's what we're doing. Incredible. I feel so lucky to have you on the podcast because I feel like by you running and managing something that has 2.5 million families at your fingertips, I just feel like you you have... Your fingertip is on the pulse of what is happening with parents right now, which is incredible. Um, so we've been talking a lot about how parents are under an enormous amount of stress right now. Um, and for a lot of families, virtual learning is just the tip of the iceberg. I, I can't even believe some of the trauma. It's illness right now. It's financial insecurity. It's social isolation. Um, it's it's really survival mode is the reality that the parents are looking at right now. Um what do you guys think about the mental health of kids? Like, what what can what can adults do to support parents in this situation? Maybe Dr. Markham. <laughs> okay. So, kids are out of their normal routine. Young children are fine as long as their parents are okay. But what parent is okay right now? As you mm -hmm. said, mm -hmm. it's a crash course in uncertainty and fear and frustration. And the isolation really doesn't help. We're, humans are not meant to raise children in isolation. Kids who are older than that, we do need to find ways for them to connect with other kids, either online or even in person safely. And that's a big challenge, right? But I think we can start always with any age child. We can start with us. Because even with teens, the more we're relaxed, comfortable, supportive, emotionally generous, grounded, the sure. more we can show up for our kids at any age. Sure. That's excellent. Ugh, I have to keep reminding myself to take care of me. Um, yeah. And then we haven't really done an episode specifically yet on school, which is why mm -hmm. I'm really excited that you're both here. One with the pulse of 2.5 million families and one who is a doctor. How are you helping parents like really work-life balance when everything is at home and kids are homeschooled. T talk to me, either one, jump in. Well, I would just say that um, <laughs> the thing that we are hearing the most is it's just, it's so overwhelming on every front and Oof. just keeping it as simple as possible seems to be the key and really staying connected to what matters. So I know that my son has more than five hours of scheduled Zoom calls a day, which would kill any normal adult, right? Uh, it's just way way too much. And so what we have done with my fifth grader is to really hone in on what are the smallest possible segments we can do that really help him stay connected and up to date on his learning. Um, but also just be realistic that that's, that's not what works uh, for most children or most humans. Um, but a lot of people don't have the flexibility to provide extra support to their kids on the side of what those schools are offering. And I think it's it's really important for us all to just be very um, patient and have a lot of grace with each other to know that educators are doing everything they can to support us, but also to ask educators to have a lot of patience and understanding for the things that parents are really dealing with on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, I saw this crazy tweet that was like something like a lot of women have had to either quit their jobs because they are right now at home being facilitators of the Zoom classes, like making sure their children log in and their their attendance is counted. And then I've heard of only people who have extreme privilege who can hire some COVID safe nanny or tutor to stand next to your children. Like, what is happening? How how are we supposed to sustain this? Like, I I I and I and I'm so grateful because I have a three-year-old. So I'm like, whatever. But I I have a lot of friends and they are struggling. Yeah. I think especially with the younger ages, um, with my kindergartner, it is really almost impossible to expect her to do what they're asking her to do. And I very much understand it. They're trying to get her on her way to reading and writing and all of her peers with her. Um, but I think that we 
have to be on a fast track to really focus on the kids that need the most help. And then for the rest of them, we need to focus on how do we help them get through this time emotionally, mentally healthy. And I would love to hear Dr. Markham's tips on that. Me too, me too. Because I am struggling and so are my kids and so are the millions of families we work with. Yes, Dr. Markham, how can we support our children through this time? There was an article that was just released. The New Parents Together survey reveals that kids face mental health crisis as pandemic enters six months. Uh, So... It was an incredible article. We can link to it in our crib notes. But how do we support our children through this uncertainty, isolation, anxiety? What's the most important thing we can do right now for our kids' mental health? Bethany and I want to know. <laughs> what we can do is pay attention to mental health, to emotional well-being. The schools are doing what they're supposed to do. They're putting out the information to teach kids in the best way they can that's COVID safe. That doesn't mean that it's the best thing for your child. Because in fact, academic learning, it's, it's not appropriate developmentally to ask a fifth grader to be in front of Zoom for five hours. And it's certainly not developmentally appropriate for a five or six-year-old to be in front of Zoom at all. So what should we do? Well, first of all, minimize the amount of time your child is in school. Every child, no child should go from bed to the breakfast table to the computer. They need to be outside first. Mm. They need to run around. They need to get grounded. They need to laugh. Laughter reduces the stress hormones circulating in the body and increases the bonding hormones and the feel-good hormones. So they actually feel better then when they do sit down to connect with their teacher in their Zoom class, right? But also keep that to only the most important things. They don't need to do the whole day. They need to do a few things and then have lots of breaks in between for free play, for time outside, for connection with parents. Now, that raises the question, how can the parent have that connection time with their child if they have a job to do? That's basically impossible, right? So again, parents need to be on a split shift so that one of them is the morning and one is the afternoon, and they at least get some time to work without their child there if they're trying to hold down a job. It is just an impossible time right now, but we shouldn't be balancing that budget, that that impossibility on our children's backs. Kids do not need the academics right now. They will actually get more out of free play, being read to by their parents, you know, being outside running around, Mm -hmm. and a little bit of school assignment, right? A little bit goes a long way. The thing, the children who are at risk are the ones who don't have a parent who can spend any time with them. That's, of course, the biggest problem we as a society face that we're not dealing with very well. And those kids are not showing up on Zoom. Most of us are guilty of letting our children go to bed too late mm-hmm. during this pandemic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's my, that's my normal. Right. Exactly. And I think most parents have moved in that direction. We actually need to get kids to bed at a reasonable hour so they wake up in the morning ready to learn and then spend some time connecting with them. Parents who are challenged at this moment are not necessarily able to do that with their kids, and they don't even necessarily have enough devices for each child to be able to show up. Right. It's a whole, it's unbelievable. Like, I don't understand why we can't all just take a pause. Like, can we just come back to school in like a year? Like, I don't know how people are doing this. But of course, I'm like, oh, my God, I don't want any of the teachers to be out of work. And 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 I value, oh, my gosh, more than ever what they're trying to do. But for a person who has to hold down a job, I what are you what are the most comments and things like that? Are you getting, Bethany, from families together? Yeah. So the biggest thing that we're hearing is just there's such economic distress in our families. Oh, People are just God. hurting. Um, you mentioned not having devices we hear from so many people who are saying like, I can't afford to pay for the internet for the homeschool because I need to, I'm trading off already on bills and rent. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, this gets a little bit more to what we as parents can do, but there's such a need for parents to stand up and say, this is not okay. We are struggling and we've been abandoned. And really they're not, it's, this isn't like if I just do this a little bit better, or if I just negotiate care a little bit differently, like I can't solve it myself. What we really desperately need is more support for our families through the form of unemployment insurance and food support. Um, you know, I think that's one of my key messages to families around the country right now is like, if you feel really stressed and horrible and like you're failing at everything, first, you're not alone. And second, it is not your fault. 
Mm. Um, there is so much that we as a society should be doing to help families in need um, that we've just said, oh, they'll, they'll figure it out. And it's actually, it's an impossible thing to figure out. Oh. So. God, you're Money. Gonna make, like That's, literally going to make know. me cry. It's so but, <laughs> no, no, it's great. Like I'm just, I can't believe it. I can't believe we're here. But you're right. It's not solvable, and yet every parent I talk to, and I'm sure every parent out there just feels like for some reason it's their fault or they're failing. They can't provide what needs to be provided, but it's it's not possible. You know, yeah. I talk to parents all over the world. Mm-hmm. And the parents in places like France mm. have a safety net. Mm. You know, no one's worried about losing their job. Mm. They can take the time to take care of their kids, to stay home with them during COVID. It's, it is a solvable problem. It's just not solvable by individual families. It's right. solvable only at the level of society. And right. it's, it would be having different priorities. It would be valuing families. Right. I mean, Katie, you said, of course, we don't want teachers to be out of work, but we don't have to have our teachers out of work. We can say, we should have, first of all, said this summer, hey, something's going to be a little different this year. Let's pay our teachers to work all summer long to prepare for the 2021 school year. Um, We didn't do that, but we could do that now. We could say, let's pump money into our schools so that we have the support and the individuals we need to go out and get to those families who aren't showing up on the Zoom calls. And let's support them with extra love and resources and all the connections that they need to services. And for the rest of the teachers, you know, there are lots of different things that folks can be doing to support kids and families right now. It doesn't look like what we expect. And we haven't put the time, the money, or the creativity into supporting families and getting them what we need. How do we change if we as individuals cannot change this system that we are in and we don't know when we're getting out of it? Do we think that making changes has to happen then on the voting level? Like, is that where we're seeing? Yes. So I gear up as a mom, how just to how do you talk to your kids about voting? And I want to hear from both of you on this. Like, it makes me feel better when I read your Instagrams and I'm like, oh, I can like make this a positive, exciting something in my control, even though I know it's not, but thing to my kid. Tell me about those posts. And because I do think this does relate If we need to make big changes in how our teachers are paid and how they're taken care of and how our families in need during this time who aren't getting unemployment, who have been fired, who, you know, who can't afford the Internet, how do we help these people? And we have to do it on a much bigger level than the individual. Uh, So there's so much. One of the things I love about voting, I mean, I'm a huge advocate, obviously, (laughs) of getting out there and using our own vote, Um, but it's such an amazing way to to engage with our kids, right? They, because what is government? What is money? What are taxes? Like it's so um, intangible for them, but voting is this thing that they can really get, right? Because you can show them, you can show them signs. You can say, oh, look, like what are all these road signs about? Or what are these signs on these buildings? My kids are asking me all the time, well, which one is that? And what do they think about? And what are they for? Um, So it's a really interesting moment to say like, well, these are people who want to be our leaders. And you know, what do they stand for? Then we can get real. We can say, well, these are the leaders that I'm for and why. It's such an amazing opportunity to talk about what you value as a family, mm. what's important to you, what you're choosing to invest in. Um, so who are you voting for and why? Like, those are okay conversations to have with our kids and they can understand. Um, but then there's the actual, like, what does voting mean? So with younger kids, you know, maybe it's voting on what we're going to have for dinner tonight. I love yeah, it. I mean, it's, it's, it's a really great simple, idea. It's we a great all idea. have a vote, you know, and so we're choosing together who has a vote and how does that work? If some of us want one thing and some of us want another, how do the numbers work? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the most important thing that parents can do this year is vote early. We just, we do not know what election day is going to look like. Uh, So voting early means your kids can be a part of it. You can vote by mail. You can have your kid be a part of filling it out. Um, Obviously, you have to sign it as the voter, (laughs) but they can put the stamp on. They can put it into the mailbox. Like they can really feel like a part of that process. Um, You can also do early voting. Definitely defer to parents and safety procedures on that. But that is a nice way for parents to be able to go when the lines are much lower, uh, much less crowded. I wouldn't take your kids, but you can talk to them about going. You can give them the stickers after. You know, there are all these ways just to show them that 
you are a voter and you use your power as a voter. When I was growing up, it was like, that's something adults do and it's not our problem. I think this, to involve my child in the positive ways that we use our voice, that helps them translate that to all different things that they vote for or stand for or use their voice for. Well, in fact, it helps their mental health. That's what I was going to say. Tell me, tell me, tell me. (laughs) Because there's research that shows that when children see injustice in the world, if we communicate to them that, well, that's just the way it is, there's nothing you can really do about it, they become cynical. Whereas if we say, that is a tragedy, that is so terrible that happened, let's talk about what our family could do to make that better. Even if it's something very small, you know, they pack up their allowance and send it off to people who suffered from a hurricane and lost their home, whatever. You know, they're, you, they make cards, they you know, do it, you know, it doesn't have to be about money. It can be about, um, you know, sending a school supply or, or, you know, even just talking about being a citizen and voting empowers kids. And what we find when children see that there's something they can do, even something small, they become somebody who not only feels empowered to make a difference, they're more likely to raise their voice when they see injustice happening around them. So so voting and being a citizen should always be on our family's agenda to talk about in a positive way. I love that. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Diamonds Direct has done it again. This month only, get ready for an offer you can't resist. Buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. That's right, a stunning diamond tennis bracelet at no extra cost. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. So hurry into Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet will not last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need. Renowned for their exquisite tights, Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes. Clothing that not only promises, but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly 
Surely of note are the Chub Rub Shorts, ingeniously crafted with a moisture-wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing. Perfect for every season. These shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes, offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts. Whether you are at the gym, hiking, or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress, they are your ideal companion. Remember, dear listener, the more you snag, the more you save. With free shipping on select orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. I'm really stressed about holidays coming up, no Halloween election. How do I handle the stress of election? I've never had a kid during an election before. Um, what Are there tips? Great question. So I think for everything that we do as adults, we do need to take care of our own emotions first, right? We, If we're freaking out, we need to find a way to talk ourselves off the cliff. And everybody has, you know, the research shows that working out and meditating and getting enough sleep and not drinking too much, you know, eating a reasonable diet, all of those things are important to stay grounded and to keep our anxiety in check. And then there are small things like, you know, we just did the thing with the arms. You can do EFT tapping on your hand. Mm-hmm. You know, there are lots of little things in the moment, just breathing, just deep breathing. So if you hear a news report and it sends your blood pressure skyrocketing, stop, drop, whatever it is, turn off the radio, whatever, you know, whatever you're listening to in the car, let's say, mm-hmm. and take a deep breath. And that shifts, again, shifts your body chemistry. And you can share with your child why you did that. You know, listening to those ads, I don't think what they were saying was true or I don't agree with it. And it's, and I, I feel like it's, it's not helpful to mm-hmm. say those things. So I turned it off and I'm going to take deep breaths and I'll read because reading the paper actually is healthier than listening to that barrage of information, right? And you can say things like that to your child, but you can also ask them what they think. What I didn't like about what they said is they were, they were trying to make us scared, for instance. Often that's something that happens with political ads. They were trying to make us scared, but I don't think that helps. I think we can all come together as a society to take care of each other. That's what I believe. What do you think? And you just talk to your child. Mm. That's so, so helpful. (laughs) Taking notes like crazy here. I know. Going back a little bit to the school portion, I'm also curious um, in this time when kids are isolated, I really want to know how to teach my three-year-old how to be independent and play by himself. I can't play with him anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. What do we do for that? You ease into it. Right. So it's a developmental leap for children to be able to play, to be in the same room as you, the same space, focused on their own work while you're focused on something else. Your being there makes them feel safe so they can focus. Some kids get to that pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Some kids, you know, we, we're in their faces often when they're babies and they get used to us being there and being part of everything they do. And it's actually not that helpful to them. So you can have times in your day where you always do that, where they have time that they can just play, free play time, right? And you're with them, but you're doing something else, but you you get them started on something. Sure. So you say, I'll help you get started. What do you want to play with? And by the way, before you even do that, get them laughing. Get them laughing first, because then they don't have stress levels built up, right? That that they're able to focus on something without needing your support. And then you say, what would you like to do? Let's say they want to play with their Legos. Mm-hmm. Great. And you help them get started. You get the Legos with them. You sit with them. And you're really uh, an assistant. You're really just there if they need help. You're beaming at them. You're pouring your love into them. And then you say, oh, I just need to check something quickly. And you you check something and you come back and you hover, but you're doing something else. Got it. That's great. That's so great. I love that. Mine, mine is like, I'm going to go pee. <laughs> That's my always like, I'm just going to go pee. My kid must think I have to pee all the time. Um, 
How do we fill the void of the in-person social activity with classmates? That's my other big thing. Like my kids, not, you know, not starting preschool, but for kids that are on Zoom school that really needed that emotional social learning. What yes. what's, hap- what's happening there? So they do need to connect with other kids in order to feel connected to the school, right? So if you can set up a learning buddy, that's really helpful. So the kids can meet on Zoom to do assignments together, quiz each other on their, you know, spelling words or, you know, multiplication tables or whatever. It really helps if they have someone just to go through whatever learning they're doing. If they're writing book reports, they can be writing a book report as they chat on Zoom about it, right? Oh, I'm going to go look this up. Okay, so what was the first thing we have to do? Oh, a synopsis. What's that mean even? And they can chat back and forth. And then they don't feel so alone. It really helps kids to feel engaged with the learning when they have a learning buddy. And even when they have friends who are not learning buddies, just Zoom play dates are super helpful. So, you know, you don't really want them playing Minecraft nonstop, but no. at least when they play Minecraft, they connect with the other children. You could, you know, get some clay and the friend can have some clay and they can make monsters together and show each other their monsters, right? There are all kinds of ways for kids to have play dates on Zoom, even though we'd rather they could have them in person. Socially and do you distanced. guys suggest like, I mean, I've been doing that. It's like safe sex, right? It's like this whole thing is like trusting people that they're making the choices you're making and then selecting those people. And, you know, it was really hard at first because the first family we potted up with, it was a great match for the parents. It was not a great match for the toddlers. They um, don't play in similar ways um, at all. And it was actually stressful. Um, and then since then, we've one family. The parents are okay, but the kids are gangbusters, and they play in the front yard, only outside, not in each other's houses. But they go off, and it's and is that the sort of thing you guys are recommending, Bethany? Is that what you guys are doing with your two kids? Yeah. So we've also done a pod, um, but we it was one that we've had. We've been in it since my son was born, so almost ten years. But I, I love the safe sex analogy because it does feel like. When we started the pandemic with these friends and family that we live with, um, it was like, oh, you have coffee. Did did you go into the store? Right, Wait, right. how did you get that? And it was this constant. And so, so much of it was about the trust and communication, which is so much like a relationship, any relationship. That's right. Um, and yet I'm still, I'm really concerned about my younger in particular, because I know that so much of you know, preschool, kindergarten is really about those early, like, ability to negotiate relationships Mm -hmm. and be a good peer. And I would love to know a little bit more about that age because I feel like that's just, that's like, how do you simulate being in a group and negotiating? Yeah, how do you teach that? Because my son, too, he's a big, um, you know, he's three. And if he had started preschool like we had intended, you know, so much of it is about sharing and caring and empathy and he's a big grabber of other people's toys and a hitter and things like that stuff that he needed to work out in school that is really hard for him to work out with one kid you know so what yeah tell us Dr. Markham what 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 do we do in this boat I think you can learn those skills with one kid mm-hmm. I think you need a parent hovering by you know teachers are used to working this out and so they have it down that's why they're effective at it. But it's not because there are a lot of kids. In fact, hitters and biters do it because they're threatened, right? Someone's oh, totally. taking their toy. Yep. Someone's looking at their toy, right? Yep, yep. And that threat is going to rise if they're with more kids. So in mm-hmm. some ways, taking the pressure off and having just one child and helping him develop the words to say, right? So if the parent is hovering nearby and can say, looks like you're worried, Right. You know, Michael's not going to take that toy home. Right. Michael's using the toy at your house. Right. And you can tell Michael, we have to, you can't just say use your words. Three-year-olds, even six-year-olds don't know what words to say, right? Sure, sure. You, you can tell Michael, it's my turn first. Then you can have it. I'm almost done, right? So if we give kids the words, they learn that and they can apply those skills when they're in a larger group later. Mm. So I'm not as worried about that. Oh, that's but good I to do hear. Think, yeah, I do think that they can get overwhelmed in a group later, that if they are never with anything, you know, with more than one child, that when they go into a classroom with more kids, it's a little overwhelming. But again, children are amazingly resilient. They will get used to it. What really matters is for us 
to keep our cool, right? And to be emotionally generous with them and to support them. If we can do that, the kids that age are going to be fine. Does that make you feel better, Bethany? <laughs> it really does, especially the the idea of like that that practice one on one makes so much sense. So thank you. I do feel better. <laughs> Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with dust-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited edition Bombshell Escape Fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Thinking of popping the question? Diamonds Direct has an offer you can't miss. This month only, buy a natural diamond engagement ring of one carat plus and receive a free natural one carat diamond tennis bracelet valued at $2,000. Imagine giving her the ring of her dreams and her wedding gift all at once. No one provides education, selection, and value like Diamonds Direct. Your chance to get a free tennis bracelet from your friends at Diamonds Direct won't last long. Details at DiamondsDirect.com. Dearest listener, in a world where fashion oft neglects the true diversity of the human form, Snag emerges as the beacon of inclusivity we so desperately need, renowned for their exquisite tights. Snag has triumphantly expanded its offerings to include garments that embrace everybody. Snag's creations are meticulously designed on a lifelike figures and refined across a spectrum of shapes before gracing our wardrobes, clothing that not only promises but delivers true comfort and fit, particularly of note other chub rub shorts ingeniously crafted with a moisture wicking yarn to ensure you remain at least one degree cooler and entirely free from the dreaded chafing perfect for every season these shorts can be discreetly worn under your clothes offering a delightful alternative to traditional cycling shorts whether you are at the gym hiking or simply enjoying a day in a skirt or dress they are your ideal companion remember dear listener the more you snag the more you save with free shipping on select Orders. Don't delay in experiencing the fashion revolution that is snag at snagtights.us. I feel like as a parent, I'm managing my own emotions so much. And then, you know, as kids get older, they just, they understand more of what's happening. I've seen in my own kids and we have heard from our families, um, you know, 70% of kids say they feel worse than they did before the pandemic, that they're scared more often. Yes. Um, and those things, they're just kind of heartbreaking as a parent to be able to respond to and to like keep yourself positive. And I, I'd love to hear just if yeah. I can ask a question. Oh my God, how, please. <laughs> so the thing that I'm really struggling with is when I'm down or not necessarily feeling optimistic, how do I be real with my kid, but also provide him with a sense of hope and like, you know, that the future will be better. 
I, that's such a great question for everyone listening. I think everyone feels that way sometimes, everyone. And so it's important that we make sure that the bottom line is there's a foundation under your child, right? They're not just floating in the void with parents who don't know what they're doing. The adults are not actually as clueless as we might sometimes seem. And I think that's really important that that's the foundation is, you know, I'm feeling blue today. I feel a little overwhelmed. I'm worried about your grandmother, you know, COVID exposure. I'm, uh, it's awfully hard to be, you know, isolated for this long. And, you know, you can say a few things and then, and then find something that you can feel positive about, preferably something that has to do with your child. So, but you know what the silver lining is? It's so wonderful that I get more time with you. I love spending time with you. I'm so lucky to be your mom. So you're reaffirming the connection. And you say, and you know what? When I feel blue like this, I have found that it's, everyone feels blue sometimes. It's okay to feel blue. It's good to let myself feel that way and honor it. And I know things I can do to support myself so I feel better. I'm going to work out this afternoon. That always makes me feel more energized. Mm. I'm going to listen to a little guided meditation before bed. In fact, we could listen to one as a family before dinner. What do you think? So let them see you have skills that you're using that we all need oh to gosh, use. All right, problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> Super helpful. Um, this is a question we all need the answer to. Screen time, help, help. Oh my God, this is, I mean, so now we're dealing with Zoom school. Then kids, I'm sure, still, the older kids still want their TV or their Minecraft or whatever to, like, escape and just chill out like parents do. I'm like, what am I supposed to say? He he wants TV? Yeah, so do I. I'd like to go down a rabbit hole of eight hours of just, like, binge-watching television. I'm not going to lie. I want to escape this hell we are currently in. I think across the board, and tell me, Bethany, is everyone just using the TV to cope? Like, what's happening? <laughs> Well, we know that a screen use has just obviously shot up. Um, it's almost doubled for most kids, you know, what they were before. And the hard part is that it's not just that they're escaping. It's like we're giving it to them. We're saying you have to be on. Um, right. And so I'm really struggling with it in our house um, in part in different ways. Sometimes it's like, no, don't make me do it anymore. Um, and then the other side of it is, oh my gosh, I watched this video for school. Let me watch the next video that shows up on YouTube. Um, so a lot of our work right now is really um, focused on online safety to try to help provide more tools from the tech companies because things are actually set up for parents and for adults, right? All of these things that encourage you to watch eight hours of binge on uh, Netflix or whatever. Um, you know, it's set up to keep us hooked and we have to create better safety systems for our kids mm -hmm. because those, they're in that same environment now, but they don't know that YouTube is just going to give them the next thing. And that is maybe not and probably not appropriate for them to keep watching. Um, you guys just posted on Parents Together like a huge, helpful, it was one of those things that made me so relieved I didn't have an older kid where I was like, oh my God, that's right. Like giving them the tablet or the phone or whatever right now where you really need a break or whatever, it's like, it can be endless. I mean, just all the, um, what were you saying? Controls. Yeah, the control, the safety controls. The safety mm -hmm. controls. Um, Dr. Markham, what do you think about screen time? Or what I say to my child is we can't do anymore because your brain will turn to mush, which I don't think is a great, <laughs> he laughs because he calls oatmeal also mush and he thinks it's hilarious. But I'm like, I tell him, I say, I love your brain so much. And I really want it to grow and change and have imagination and all these things. So we're only going to have a little bit of TV. You know, I don't know what the hell. I'm pulling it out of my ass. What do I say? <laughs> I think that's great to say. I think what we want them to have is other things in their life they love doing, right? And remember, not all screen time is created equal. There's screen time where you're just zoning out, which is not great for kids. There's screen time where you're learning. And there are ways for kids, even younger kids, to learn online. And then there's screen time where you're making things, like making videos or even TikTok, you know, and that's a creative act, right? True, true, true. So true. I, I wouldn't say all screen time is created equal. I think what Bethany has said about safety is all important, obviously. And then balance. It's like everything else. If we go into it with intention, kids, I, you don't have to be regimented 
to have some sort of a routine where kids know what to expect. They like to know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And if they know that they go outside every morning and they go outside again later and they get time to read with you and they get, you know, whatever. And as you're making dinner, they get some screen time. Four o'clock is screen time. And of course, you exercise some control over what they're going to watch. That's completely fine. It's sort of like you get dessert after you've eaten healthy food, right? right. And I think we can explain it that way. Oh, that makes me feel so much better. Um, like, I'm going to run through just a couple quick things that I think could be helpful about this homeschooling situation. Do you have any ideas, either of you, how you've seen with your parents together or any of your clients of, like, how to set up your child's school zone, no matter whether you're in a tiny apartment or you're in a house or whatever? Like, what are we seeing is the best sort of school situation for kids at home right now? So at the beginning of all this, we have a great group uh, for parenting in the pandemic on Facebook. And people had all these color charts and they had it all together. And I think stuff like that is actually toxic for families to see because it sets these expectations. Yeah, uh-uh, not into it. Don't yeah. even go there. I can't. I would love it if the pandemic was like just the end of mom shaming. And we all just said, finally you know what, we're all just trying to survive and we're yes. doing the best we can. So yes. color-coded charts work for you, great. Yes. Um, but I think what we are seeing more and more is people are just in survival mode, right? Mm -hmm. So, but there are some practices we know as grown-ups even that just help us. So what I'm trying to do is like, you get up, you get out of bed and, and that there's a routine that you're going and you're not, you know, and I see so many kids on these Zoom calls who are just kind of zoned out and, and I think, <sighs> oh, you just it's so hard to keep the energy up. And so we're trying to figure out like, if there's a break, you go outside. If there's a break, you do something, you do jumping jacks, whatever it is, so that there's kind of energy. And we need that. I need that if I'm on calls all day. Um, but I know that it does not require a special like Etsy level workroom for your child to succeed. It just requires a place where they can be focused and quiet and be able to really like, get into the work that's there. That's really helpful. And what do you think, Dr. Markham, anything from your clients that they have found useful? I think this short spurts of learning followed by activity is super important. You know, they can do a quick family dance party with you. They can blow some bubbles. Sensory things are just as good as being active physically. Mm -hmm. You can play a quick game of take off each other's socks, you know, where you're on a soft surface, like a bed or a rug, and you, they're trying to take off yours and you're trying to take off theirs. And of course you let them win. And after that, it's amazing. They've left, they've moved, they're ready to sit down and focus again. But in terms of setting up their space, it's good if they have the same space every day with everything they need. But you know, if it's just a corner of your table, you know, you can just have a little box, a cardboard box that you bring over their stuff. That's fine. What they need really is a parent nearby. And that's hard for many of us if we have other work we have to do, other children to look after, but it helps if we're there to keep them focused and they gradually can work up to longer periods of focus. Mm. Wow. You guys, I'm so blown away. Please tell me, Bethany, Dr. Markham, things I'm forgetting, any other tips? I don't think you're missing anything. I think you've, you've hit the nail on the head about what most families are experiencing. I think there is something really important for parents to know, though, which is that when their children look back on this time, years from now, what they're going to remember is how it felt to them. They're not going to care about whether they learn to read this year or next year. The school thing is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. They might not even really be aware that their parents were worried sick about money. You know what they're going to remember? That they ate dinner with their parents, that they had family dance parties, that when they missed their friends or couldn't, you know, play soccer anymore or whatever, that their parents were there for them and held them and hugged them and reassured them and found ways to have fun, loving interactions with them. It's all about the connection. And that's something that's hard for us to do when we're distracted. But that's why what Bethany said is so important. Simplify, pair back. What matters is showing up in your home, keeping yourself on an even keel and connecting with your child. Wow. Yeah. And the thing I would say is just to come back to that idea of action really being an antidote to anxiety, yes. 
That's like my mantra when I can't sleep, Katie. Um, It's brilliant. (laughs) It's brilliant. And I'm so grateful to know you to have that in my head. Yes. So action fights anxiety. And I think that um, for, for me, the key thing I just keep saying to all of our families is the voting. This is the thing we can do, you know, and that's voting for our president. It's all of our Senate races. There's so much at stake in this election. And it is so critical that parents show up and say, hey, remember us? Like We're really hurting and we really need federal support in particular. Um, but for parents, you know, I think of like, what do parents do well? Well, we kind of figure out how to keep everything organized and get stuff done. And this year, because of the pandemic, tiny silver lining, there's just so many more ways that we can do early voting. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like my key thing, get out there, vote early, and then tell all your friends, hey, I did it. Did you do it? What's your plan? What are you doing? When are you going? Did you do mail-in? You can do mail-in. There's so many options. Many states now also have early voting without any excuse. So that's like the top of my parental to-do list after teach fifth grade, kindergarten, and work, and maybe stay sane. But it's right, right, right after those things. Go early vote. <laughs> you are an inspiration, both of you. It's so helpful to think in terms of that the goals in this pandemic with your children are literally just connecting and supporting them and loving them. And that's what they'll remember. And then my anxiety, which I know everyone is struggling with tenfold right now, is turn that anxiety into action. And the number one thing we can do to affect change is to use our voice. And the only way to use our voice is to vote. Thank you guys so much for being on Katie's Crib. I learned so much. Dr. Markham, Bethany, it has been a pleasure to have you on the podcast. And and I think I just want to give such a shout out again to all the parents and caretakers out there who are doing their best. And Parents Together is an incredible, incredible organization. Follow them on Instagram. You guys have been such a help to me. And AHA Parenting, also the same. I can't speak enough to both of what you guys are doing on the daily regular. So thank you for coming on Katie's Crib. And you guys, I'm always curious about your questions, comments, concerns. Email me, katiescrib at shondaland.com. Thanks for listening. Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.